InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Medical errors can not only harm you, they can also be deadly. A physician shares potentially life-saving advice to help patients avoid these errors. With more, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Benjamin Schnapp, MD, is the Assistant Emergency Medicine Residency Program Director at the University of Wisconsin, and he recently led a study that examined errors in emergency rooms. So just how big is this problem of medical errors in the U.S.? Well, this is something that we know and have known for a long time that this is really a big issue. Thousands of people each year are affected by medical errors, and they estimate around 250,000 deaths per year just in the U.S. alone. So obviously that number much larger worldwide. A lot has been done in the past to look at the systems factors that go into this, wrong medications, things like that. But there's been less that's been done to look at the cognitive factors or errors in thinking that can contribute to uh, medical errors. And that was what this study was designed in part to address. So you were studying how doctors think in emergency rooms. Tell us about your study and what you found. So we looked at patients that returned to the emergency department within 72 hours and then were admitted on their second visit. So this implies potentially that something might have been missed during the first visit because they got admitted the second time around and they were back within a relatively short period of time, suggesting maybe there was something during the first visit that the first team of doctors didn't get right. We did this in a academic teaching hospital, so with trainee physicians, everyone from fairly experienced residents up to four years of training to residents potentially on their very first day of being a doctor. And what we wanted to know was what causes the errors in an emergency department? Does it have to do with the trainees being relatively inexperienced? You know, obviously they are supervised when they're working in the emergency department, but does their lack of experience count for something? Does it have to do with the chaos of the emergency department? So we see a lot of people in the emergency department every day who can't necessarily tell their story because they're very, very ill or they don't have anybody with them to tell their story? Does it have to do with kind of the lack of information that we have access to uh, or that patients are able to give us in the emergency department? Or, as was previously found in a study of inpatients who are already admitted to the hospital, does it have to do with the way physicians process information? So people have the right information, they gather the right knowledge, but they just don't know what to do with it. They don't process it correctly. So tell us what you found. What are the most common errors that you saw? Initially, when we went into this, we thought that that chaotic emergency department environment would be a bigger factor in this, that a number of errors or a larger number of errors that had to do with information gathering of somehow we couldn't get the right piece of history, we couldn't get the right information, oh, this patient had had you know, a surgery before and that changes the way we would look at things. But interestingly, that's not what we found at all. The errors that we identified were very similar to the errors on an inpatient medical floor. So a much more controlled environment where they have lots of time to go over things, they have access to all the right information, but sometimes they don't act upon it correctly. So that was very interesting to us. 
Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Benjamin Schnapp from the University of Wisconsin, and he recently led a study that examined medical errors in emergency rooms and the causes behind them. So are the causes that you found for these errors something that's generally easily correctable, or are they pretty difficult? Well, you know, unfortunately, it's probably more towards the difficult side. That's really the meat of being a doctor, is taking all of this information that we get about patients, their past medical history, their medications, their allergies, their blood work, their exam findings, their symptoms, and how they're changing every day, and putting that all together into a diagnosis and treatment plan that makes sense. And unfortunately, that's really hard. People can, you know, legitimately disagree about these things. And, you know, sometimes errors are only really truly visible in hindsight. So this is a tough thing. We had trouble even agreeing on a true definition of error for this study because sometimes these things are hard to pin down. You know, I think of an example. One of the cases was a 88-year-old woman with a urinary tract infection who decided to go home or was discharged from the hospital and then came back several days later and was admitted much, much sicker from her urine infection. Now, to us, that looks like an error. It looks like they made the wrong decision on the first visit. This lady was very old and should have been admitted on the first visit. But we don't know, and it was hard for us to get access to in our study, Maybe there were other things going on. Maybe this lady really needed to get home to take care of her animals. Maybe they had a discussion about it and said, boy, you know, our recommendation is that you come in, but if you really want to try and do this at home with the chance that you'll get sicker, maybe that was a discussion that was had. So these things are unfortunately uh, much more difficult than we'd like them to be. You mentioned this older patient. Is there one particular type of patient who is most vulnerable to medical errors in an emergency room? We did look at that a little bit. I don't think that there's necessarily one particular type, but we did see some patterns of patients that were more vulnerable to error. So patients with psychiatric disease, patients with substance abuse problems, congestive heart failure, so a heart that doesn't work so well, and then patients with HIV appeared more on our study of errors than they appear in emergency department visits nationwide. So we take that to mean that they may be a little bit more vulnerable than other patients to uh, errors. So what advice can you offer to really anyone who is listening, because you never know when you may be headed to an emergency room, to try to help medical personnel to not make a medical error on you? This is really tough. You know, I think the number one thing I can say is don't be afraid to go back to uh, the emergency department. It is possible that the first providers that you saw didn't put things together in exactly the right way. And maybe a fresh set of eyes or maybe just a new presentation of your symptoms is going to be enough to get yourself diagnosed correctly the second time. It's hard because, you know, on some level, this is reassuring that, yes, while errors are being made, they're not being made more often or in more concerning ways by trainee physicians. If you go to a teaching hospital, for example, where you get seen by a first day doctor, you should know that you're not going to be more at risk for medical knowledge type of errors because you're seeing a junior clinician. The supervising doctors, you know, appear to compensate for that just fine. You should know that as crazy and wild as it seems in the emergency department, that overall the doctors are gathering the right information and likely get what they need to try and diagnose you correctly. 
But at the same time, you know, these errors are still being made. This is the tough part of medicine is putting all of these pieces together in the right way. So if you feel like they didn't put the pieces together in the right way for you, don't be afraid to come back. I try and tell all my patients that. Dr. Benjamin Schnapp from the University of Wisconsin, thank you very much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Of course, thank you so much. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.